Welcome to Highway Christian Community Sermon Downloads. For more sermons, please visit our website. We know you will be blessed as you listen. Take care and God bless. The wonderful Holy Spirit. Here's a thought. Many of us say, back in 78, back in 88, I gave my life to Jesus. Did you know that you didn't have any life to give to Jesus? <laughs> Do you know that you were spiritually dead, but Jesus gave you his life? When you were born again, you received the life of the Holy Spirit. He came to live in you, not just 80%, not 90%, not a teenage version, or, but the full Spirit of God came to make his dwelling inside of you. And there's an amazing uh, scripture that we see where Jesus speaks and he says to his disciples, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter, the counselor, to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it doesn't make sense because it neither sees him, seeing is believing, blah, 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 nor knows him. Say with me, but you know him and he lives with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans and he goes on. Isn't that amazing that Jesus said, while I'm with you, the Holy Spirit is with you. Where was the Holy Spirit? You allowed to talk in church? The Holy Spirit was with them in the person of Jesus, who was filled with the Holy Spirit and ministered in the Holy Spirit. The day had not yet come for the believers to be filled with the Holy Spirit, but He said, He's with you, but He will be in you. And that glorious experience of being born again, receiving the life of God, into us. My question this morning and what I want to talk about, because we've spoken a lot about the Holy Spirit and we've looked through the, the scriptures. And as we come to the end of this teaching side of it, I want to ask you, do you know the Holy Spirit? I'm glad to hear those yeses. And I trust by the end of this morning, it'll even be louder because we are called into fellowship with the Holy Spirit. We are in Christ, and that seals our eternal righteousness before God. He sees us in Christ. But the Holy Spirit is working in us both to lead us, guide us, and to change the world that we live in. Do you know the Holy Spirit? Are you living in fellowship with Him? Are you hearing Him? Are you sensing Him? And just before we become too introspective and too... uh, you know, I know we all go through seasons where his voice seems to be quieter than other times and his presence seems real and more than other times. But let me tell you this, you know, that day that you became aware that your sin was separating you from God, do you know that was the work of the Holy Spirit? That day you realized when Jesus said that this is sin, that they don't believe in me. That was our sin. We were born in sin. And by not believing in Jesus, we remained in our sin. But he said, I'm going to the Father. And our righteousness is found in the fact that we are in Christ, in the presence of God. Jesus says, 
He will, the Holy Spirit will convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Sin because they do not believe in me. Righteousness because I'll be in the presence of God. That's our true righteousness. And judgment because our victory now is to enforce Christ's victory by the power of the Holy Spirit. He says, and judgment because the prince of this world has been judged. Let me tell you this. The day you stepped out of darkness into life, you received life of the Holy Spirit. That day, the Holy Spirit became real to you. And that's why when you, as a believer, hear that somebody gives their life to the Lord, or a life is converted, something inside you gets excited. That excitement, by the way, is not you. It's the Spirit of God inside of you. That's how you know you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. I know for myself, after I was born again, I opened a Bible for the first time in my whole life, and it made sense to me, and I loved it. Some of the words were a little bit long to understand at first, but I tell you, when I, as I read and I read, I got a hunger to read. That wasn't me. That wasn't Stephen. Yes, it was me. I had to do the reading. But it was the Spirit bringing illumination and bringing love for the Word of God. To be part of a community. The first thing I just knew when I was born again, I want to be part of a church. Never put my foot in a church my whole life. I looked for a church, went through different churches till I found a bunch of people as crazy and radical and over the board like me. And I said, I'm going to join this bunch of tongue-talking, Bible-believer, devil-chasing Christians. Only to find that none of us were perfect. So it wasn't the perfect church. But what was that in me that was looking for a community of people hungry for God? It was the Spirit living inside of me. It was the Spirit living inside of you that made it real. When you walk into a place of worship and you go, Oh, I sense the Holy Spirit. I sense the presence. I sense the glory. However you word it, that's not just you. Yes, it's you, but it's because the Spirit of God is living inside of you. And the Spirit of God living inside of you recognizes the presence of God. And the Holy Spirit is God. And when we come together in a place of worship, something in you goes, yes, yes, yes. Let me tell you, that's not just you. So what I'm saying here this morning is that you do know the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit that was with the disciples, he says, will be in you. And you have the Holy Spirit when you know those things. When you're praying sometimes and thoughts come into your mind that you weren't even considering and you're praying to those. When you're speaking to someone who has a huge need in their life and you feel prompted to share the gospel with them, that's confirmation. That the Holy Spirit is living in you. So I'm here to encourage you this morning. I'm asking you, do you know the Holy Spirit? I think sometimes we know about Him, but we're not fellowshipping with Him. But that doesn't mean He's not active in our life and He's not doing all the things in our life that He's doing. All I'm saying is that we've got to become aware and recognize and appreciate. We need to desire to know. I mean, right now, don't you know just... Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have made the Father known to me. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that I come into a place of worship. We appreciate, right now, Holy Spirit, we just want to say we appreciate. When we come together to worship, and you make Jesus real, that's not our educated idiot boxes 
That is the work of the Spirit inside of us. Lord, just to have come into faith, a faith that says, I know that Christ died and was buried and raised on the third day. I know that he's seated in heavenly places. Holy Spirit, just right now we welcome you. Thank you. Thank you. That's the fellowship I'm talking about, church. That's the intimacy and the relationship that he wants you and me to live in and walk in. Jesus says what's born of flesh is flesh, but what's born of spirit is spirit. When we were born again, we received a new spirit, a spirit that changed our lives. I was speaking to a man in the last couple of weeks, a family member who was in a dire predicament on the doorstep of death, literally, came and stayed, was in bed for three weeks. We we brought him back to South Africa to spend some time with him and help him and prayed with him and saw God miraculously transform and and heal him. And I spoke the other day to him and I, I said, so praise God, see what he did in your life. And he said, I wish I could believe that. I just can't believe that there's a God. And I said, that's okay. You don't mind if I keep praying for you and believing that the God you don't believe in will reveal himself to you? Hello? And I realized, just believing is the work of the Holy Spirit. He brings life. And I remember some years back, I can't remember who wrote it, but I loved the title, Good Morning Holy Spirit. Was that Benny Hinn? Was it Benny Hinn? Didn't, I don't think I've read it, but I love the title. The title was enough to get me filled with the Spirit. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Yesterday morning, I said, Lord, help me again. Just when I wake up, my first thoughts must be, welcome, Holy Spirit. My last thoughts of the day is, thank you, Holy Spirit, you got my wife through today. Moms, you need the Holy Spirit to be a good mother, to raise children, to just go through the stuff that you go through as a mom. You need the Holy Spirit. And fellowship with Him begins at the beginning of the day with good morning, Holy Spirit. There's no challenge out there today that you and I can't overcome because you and I, Holy Spirit, are in the majority. And to live in fellowship with Him. Can you say amen? I want to share a few things now that we've kind of moved from Biblical picture to the life of Jesus, the book of Acts. Just what, is the, what do the epistles say about the Holy Spirit? And I want to apply this under the heading, Do You Know the Holy Spirit? And I want to read the scripture in Romans 7. But now dying to what once bound us, we have been released from the law so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit and not in the old way of the written code. Wow. Say new way. I'm living in a new way. My life in serving God is not a religion. It's not an external list of rules and don'ts that either qualify or disqualify me. That's why he said, I've died to the law. The law could only make me uh, aware that I needed salvation if I was true. Because even people who say, well, I'm just a good person. What are they doing? They're saying I'm living under a form of rules or regulations. Or if you're Jewish, under the law or other religions that their laws. They're just trying to, their good must outdo their bad. And then they think they've got through the day. 
He says, we died to that because the law was holy but could never make you holy. The law was righteous but could never make you a righteous person. All that makes us righteous is being born into Christ. And now, He doesn't leave us there. He gives us His Spirit. There's a new way to live, a new life in the Spirit. In Galatians 5 verse 25, He says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step. With the Spirit. So if we live by the Spirit, if you're convinced that the Spirit of God is inside you, then I exhort you. And Paul exhorts through this. Keep in step. What does it mean to keep in step? It means he says go left, I go left. He says go right, I go right. He says stand still, I stand still. Now, there's times we don't do that. The Bible talks about, about resisting. You know, you can resist against the leading. And the Bible talks about grieving. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. I've got such a vivid picture of this. I saw a, a parent at the, at the graveside of their child grieving because of a decision the child had made. And I felt like a sorrow. And the Holy Spirit says, that's what it means to grieve me. Not that I'm angry with you, but you break my heart. When I'm leading you left and you're going right and I'm saying go this way and you're going. He says, I'm like that parent sitting with hands clasped together in prayer with my face scrawled with tears in my eyes saying, grieved. There's a, there's a grieving that takes place when we're not keeping in step with the Spirit. Do you know the Holy Spirit? When you know the Holy Spirit, there are some things that you can depend on Him doing in your life. Would you like to see some of those again? Refresh your soul. Let these scriptures burn into your minds. And I'm not going to cover all of them. I'm just going to do those I can in the limited time we've got. But in my blog this coming week, I hope to touch on a few others. Anybody not getting a blog from the church? Raise your hand. If you're not getting the blog and you'd like to read, uh, just give Nita or one of the office staff, myself, your email address will get it to you. This coming week, I'm wanting to supplement this a little bit. But let's see how we go this morning. When you know the Holy Spirit, there are some things you can trust Him to do in your life. Number one, to lead you into all truth. Jesus said, He, the Holy Spirit, of truth comes, he will guide you into truth. Are you scared you could be led into error? You know, this new crazy fanatical pastor of the church here? Well, trust the Holy Spirit. Even when man might go a little bit to the side or a bit to that side, the Holy Spirit can still keep us on track. Amen? He reminds us of, of what Jesus said. That's helpful for when we get into a situation and, you know, we haven't been reading our Bibles for a few days and we just need confirmation. Jesus says, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. You just got to read it, meditate, accept it, and the Holy Spirit can bring it up. Thank you for your rapturous amen to that point. Let's try on the next. Let's see if our amens can go up a notch on each of these coming points. He empowers us in our witness. 
1 Thessalonians 1 verse 5. I know you thought I was going to use the Acts uh, 1 verse 8, but I deliberately chose this one. When Paul says, when Paul says, when Paul, Paul didn't have one of these, uh, because Paul writes and he says that, okay, I think we're going to have to get some more RAM in the system. Okay, because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. Come on. That's it. When you're sharing the word of the gospel, it's the Holy Spirit that brings conviction. We don't have to rely totally on ourselves or our cleverness. Something else that the Holy Spirit does for us, we speak with words taught by the Spirit. Corinthians 2.13, this is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. Some things you can't explain, but the Spirit will give you wisdom. The Spirit will give you understanding of how to word, how to phrase. He empowers us over temptation. You see, even though we're not under the law to point out right and wrong, we now have the Holy Spirit who comes in. And it says, so I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. There's a better way than relying on commandments, laws, and regulations. It's keeping in step, staying in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. What else does the Holy Spirit do in our lives? He provides us with gifts to edify the church. You know the church needs edification. The church needs encouragement. Your leaders need encouragement. People around you do. And it's the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Isn't that wonderful that the Holy Spirit gives gifts? And it's not like he's got, a, he's got nine gifts and he gives a nine and then if you're not sure, there's only eight. And if five of you, there's only four. No, no, there's a whole chest of gifts. And the Holy Spirit, as he wills, to those who step out, if you want to give someone encouragement, you can come and draw from the gifts of the Spirit that are inside of you. Any one of the gifts can be operated by any one of the believers. But Paul says not all the gifts are used in the same setting, in the same context. Not everyone will do interpretation. Not everyone will do prophecy. Not everyone will speak into... In the common good, we, are, we draw as the Holy Spirit leads us into the different giftings. He provides gifts for the church. Something else he does is he directs us. We saw last week how that Paul and his companions were traveling through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, and they were kept by the Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. So we can actually be kept by the Spirit from doing certain things. He can hold us back. And thank God they listened to the Holy Spirit because where the Holy Spirit led them into open doors, there was revival that spread in to, to uh, Eastern Europe because they obeyed. When we resist and we go the other way, it's just we keep going around the same mountains. And the Holy Spirit is grieved because He loves us and He doesn't want to see us in pain and He doesn't want to see us just wasting precious time. Hello? The Holy Spirit directs us. He guards us. He leads us. The Holy Spirit sets us free from 
the law of sin and death. In Romans 2, 8, 2, it says, Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit, the greater law that is, gives life and has set you free from the law of sin and death. There was a power called the law of sin and death. It had control over you. It was your master. It had a, a, a ring in your nose with your hands tied behind your back, and it led you around wherever it wanted to. And when we receive the Holy Spirit, it says we are set free because there's a greater power that's at work, and we can be set free from the law of sin and death. Can you say amen? amen. Wow. Thank you. Right now, just say thank you, Holy Spirit, in my life. Thank you, Holy Spirit, in my life, that you lead me, you direct me, and you set me free. He also helps us pray. It says in Romans 8.26, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, okay, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. I, I believe that's referring to, to the baptism of the Holy Spirit and praying in tongues, but it also refers to praying in your own language when you operate in the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom while you're praying. There's a groaning that takes place in the Spirit as we pray. Holy Spirit praying through us. He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Don't you desire some of that for your life? Don't you desire for your prayer life to be completely revolutionized? Come on. I love grace. I love the message of the finished work of the cross. But I tell you what, until we see our world change, it hasn't accomplished much. And if man works, man gets man's results. But when man prays, we see God's results. There's something about partnership with God and coming into agreement by the Spirit when the Holy Spirit leads us in prayer that we will see our world and our lives transformed. Come on, that's good news. He's the source of good fruit in our lives. We see in Galatians, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, Forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. The Holy Spirit produces what the law couldn't produce. That's why we're so big on this. We're not under law, we're under grace. Because the law could only highlight your weaknesses, could only make you realize you're a failure. But the new covenant by the Spirit is what brings behavior modification. The law could not bring behavior modification, but it's the best system for people who are not born again. Hello? Rules and regulations and laws and even religious laws were there to make people realize that they aren't as good as they think they are. And it's the best system for an unconverted world. But Paul says there's a much better way when the Spirit of God comes. That's why when you're saying in Galatians, the end of chapter 5, he says, uh, if we're living in the Spirit, keep step in the Spirit. He goes on there and he says, uh, not um, be, being gossipers and, and uh, oh, I hate that verse somewhere. But he speaks about n not being uh, slanderers, thank you. Not slandering, gossiping, and, and he lists a whole lot of things. 
But why does he list them straight after he says, keep in step with the Spirit? Because that's the work of the Spirit, is to show us that's not who we are. That's not like us anymore. And by the Holy Spirit, we don't have to be gossipers and slanderers and fault finders and and, uh, all those things. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Where's the temptation to be unforgiving? The Holy Spirit comes and helps us walk in forgiveness. Where there's a tendency to be deceitful, the Holy Spirit comes and gives us His truth. Where we are ratty and irritable, and like my grandson says to me from time to time, yes, grumpy, grumpy. (laughs) Holy Spirit, help me. Keep in step. Because when I keep in step with you, I'm not grumpy, Grandpa. I'm glorious, Grandpa, or something like that. Maybe not glorious. And then finally, we are being transformed from glory to glory. So be patient with yourself. You might be in one level of glory, but you're moving into another level of glory by the Holy Spirit. Be patient with yourself because He knows where you are, but He knows He's not going to leave you where you are. Be patient with one another. Be loving and forgiving. Be kind. Ask God to fill us with joy because we're not what we should be, but, but we're not what we were. We haven't arrived But thank God we've left. And there's a transformation and a change that's coming into our lives, step by step. And it says in 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18, And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is, who is, who is the Spirit comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. I'm going to stand with me right now just for a moment as we bring this teaching side to a conclusion. Church, it's ever-increasing glory. Don't you want to just, like we started the service when Terry prayed and said, just have hands up to say, Lord, as I'm filled... I will overflow, and I will change my world. Not by might, nor by power, but by the Spirit. And we invite you right now, Holy Spirit, would you just bring a sense, a strengthening, an equipping. We do know you because you're with us. But we want to know you as the one who is in us. We want to know the one who's already at work in our life in so many ways that we don't even recognize at times. We don't even notice. We even sometimes think it's just us. And it is kind of us because the Spirit's in us. But Holy Spirit, would you make us more aware? Good afternoon, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good night, Holy Spirit. Cause my dreams tonight to be pictures of, of what you want me to move into. Both in prayer and words of knowledge, words of wisdom, the gifts of the Spirit. Who needs 
a word from God? Would you give me something in my dreams tonight? Let me wake up tomorrow morning with a fresh, crisp appreciation of what you want to do tomorrow in my life. 